everybody. Thank you for listening. This is Kath. Uh, I just wanted to apologize real quick. This episode has some audio issues. So uh, I think it's a really fun episode. It is still absolutely worth listening to, in my opinion. But uh, you might hear a little static. There might be a few choppy edits. Uh, Pat was having issues. And then once his issues resolved, my audio started having issues. So uh, yeah, this was a little bit of a beast to edit and I'm an amateur, so I apologize. Um, I think it is still a really fun episode though, so I hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Hello, welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Soroyce. With me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Kath, how you doing? Hi, Pat. Um, I'm okay. I just got a new internet installed, which is very exciting, considering that is how I'm spending all my time. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, hopefully now I can... Uh, Zoom and record podcasts in pure lagless clarity. Very exciting. Um, nice. Definitely the most time I've spent around someone not directly living with me in a really long time. <laughs> Just hanging out with the Wi-Fi installation dude. So, you know, that's how my day was. Yeah. How about you? Uh, my, my day is pretty good. Uh, off work. So I'm just kind of like hanging at the house it's kind of chilly and rainy outside so that's a cool little vibe just hanging out inside um good day yeah to be cozy. i don't know good day to be cozy yeah uh you know just dodging existential crises left and right sure uh, <laughs> as we all are yeah as we all are but yeah things are things are going pretty good um watched half of x-men apocalypse um wouldn't recommend it, which I would, which I would have watched one less half than I did. <laughs> well, one half of one of those movies, so that's what, like three hours? Yeah, yeah, three, yeah, three and a half hours. Um, <laughs> it really is just, it's just Oscar Isaac walking around, just blue. <laughs> like it's uh, that doesn't like the the shots they have from the trailer where it's like the action shots. It's like okay, yeah, that makes sense. But then like when it's just like him like in an office and he's just blue for no reason. I don't know. It's a little, little funny, but uh. Not the best X-Men movie, but yeah. What are you yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, but yeah, that's about what's going on with me, you know, just ready to uh to learn today about some uh some grift and some graft, you know? Yeah. Um so this episode uh I'm very excited about we if you're a Patreon subscriber, which you can be at patreon.com slash lie cheat and steal A N D. Uh we talked about this a little bit on our last episode there. I said, oh, we should do an episode on this guy. And uh, lo and behold, we're doing an episode on this guy. We're doing an episode on uh, Republican uh, House member Madison Cawthorn. So, Madison Cawthorn. How is that guy not a female porn star? Yeah, it is. Well, it's. I feel like it kind of goes both ways. So have you seen Succession? Have you watched that show at all? I watched a few episodes. I'm familiar with it, but I, I ultimately know. I so when I think of Madison Cawthorn, I think of there's a character in the second season named Mark Ravenhead who is like a he he's basically like a, a Tucker Carlson type. Um, yeah. But his whole thing is that he's like barely concealing the fact that he's a Nazi sympathizer. Like, oh, yeah. not even really trying to conceal it, but he's, like, so good for ratings that they're all kind of... Everyone sort of doesn't want to question whether he's actually a Nazi sympathizer or not. And yeah. uh, so I just... I don't know. Those names to me are, like, very tied. Like, Madison Cawthorn, Mark Ravenhead. Those are, like, the same type of name to me. Yeah. And ultimately, <laughs> this... as we'll see in this, uh, they're the same type of dude as well. Okay, yeah, yeah, it seems like it. They sound like they would all hang out with that guy that we did the episode about um, my, uh, who pretended to be a uh, Vanderbilt. Yeah. Or Rockefeller. Rockefeller, my friend Rockefeller. Yeah, it, it seems like the, the names that would crop up in that guy's circle. Yeah, Uber Waspy. Like, that's kind of... Yeah. It's like Wasp, but with, um, like, not old money, like, mega church white people. Like, those types of white people is are the type of white people they are. Um, yeah, yeah. So that yeah, brand. this guy, um, Madison Cawthorn. So his his first name is David. He goes by his middle name, Madison. Madison Cawthorn. Uh, well, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> it just looked like you said it has that lady porn yeah. star ring. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a comic in Connecticut named uh, Madison Lane, and that was the joke we always make. Madison Lane definitely sounds like like 
uh, a girl who like was like now who's now doing milf porn because it's yes. a little she's been in the industry for a while. It is like a little bit of a dated name. Like you can tell when she got into the industry, Madison Lane. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. So this guy, he uh, do you know anything about him apart from what I told you last time we recorded? No, I bravely uh, have stayed ignorant about this guy to maintain journalistic integrity for this episode. Thank so, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I had to fight my natural urge to learn. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's very brave of you. Um, I have seen him cropping up in in the like the post insurrection um, uh, news footage yes. here or there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit, but yeah, I'm almost sorry I have to tell you about this guy because he's gonna piss you off. He's gonna make you really mad. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm, I'm already, I started the day out angry. Uh, okay. So like, yeah, so like, I'm, just, I'm in, let's do it. All right. So as I said, David Madison Cawthorn, he's uh, a house member. Um, he's a U.S. representative for North Carolina. Um, he won his first election this past election cycle in 2020. And he's one of the youngest people ever to be in Congress. He's um, 26, I believe, 25. He was born in 1995. So <laughs> it sounds like a great dude uh, yeah. off time. Yeah. Just, just a young, a young bro shaking things up. Definitely want a guy in his mid twenties named Madison making laws. Like that's already. Yeah, oh, for sure. For great. sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of like scared to see like what we're going to lean into over the next couple, like, I, I don't know, election cycles, decades of like getting an outsider in there who like, yeah, it has nothing to do with politics, which I think I could see seeing the appeal in that, but I think everybody thinks it's going to be King Ralph, you know, like it's going to be like a really, or like Ali G in the house. Like they're going to get in there and shake things up and everything's going to be ultimately better because of it. (laughs) Like, it's like, no, no, that's just in movies, man. Well, it's interesting because like, I, I do think something that is very troubling about this guy's story is like, he's the, he's the first house member born in the nineties. He's like, the last guy who was around this age to be in the house was like 50 years ago. So this is like a pretty big milestone. And as we've kind of all been joking about for the last few years, Congress is really old. Like the average age of of the house and particularly the Senate is really high. Like everybody in there is a dinosaur. And I think that both parties seem to have a very different approach to dealing with their younger members and the Republicans just seem way more welcoming of these, of like dudes like Madison Cawthorn than the Democrats are of like young progressives. And I think that's like very scary looking to the next few election cycles of like how Republicans are approaching young members versus how Democrats are. And uh, this is all a total derailment side note for what we're going to talk about, but it is something I'm like, Ooh, this is. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, 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 that is, I, I see what you're saying. It's like, it feels like, um, you know, the, the Republicans, like at least culturally, like kind of feel like they're on the ropes. Mm-hmm. So any young blood, they're like, yeah, come on in, bring it in. And it's like that, that ultimately I think is a good thing. And it's like the Democrats are just like, no, like I don't feel like they feel like they just have like demographic shifts working in their favor, so they don't need to listen to anybody, and they can just clinch a seat and ride it out till they die. And uh, yeah, you know, you see right. what happens. Like they really, the Democrats seem to really resent like younger, more um, f- like further left members. Yeah. Whereas the Republicans, like young far right people, they're like awesome, bring them in. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the cartoonish parody raised on all the shit I said half drunk throughout the '90s and 2000s. <laughs> it created this guy, and yes, please, I'll take him. And that is exactly what Madison Cawthorn is. So he is like, just, you could not create a better sort of avatar for the far right. So his whole story, so he's he's this young guy. He's very, you know, like clean cut, good looking in this sort of like classic jock way. Yeah. Um, and he's in a wheelchair. So he... Um, the the I, I quoted from a lot of sources here, but a, a big one is this article from Jezebel um, a, called Meet Madison Cawthorn. Um, and it says about him, uh, he's, to use his favorite term, a fighter who survived a devastating car accident at 18, which left him partially paralyzed and using a wheelchair. He's a real estate investor and the CEO of his own company, a motivational speaker who just wants to inspire others, a devout Christian, a lover of the Second Amendment. A family man already engaged to be married to Christina Bayardell, an impressively buff fitness influencer and CrossFit champion who also loves guns. 
So <laughs> this guy is like prepackaged, ready made to be the face of like young conservatives. He's like, yeah. yeah, this clean cut, successful dude who has overcome, you know, they love this sort of bootstrap story. Yeah. Like this guy suffered this really tragic setback um, as a young adult yeah. and uh, you know, he overcame it. And that's like their whole shit. So they are all about this guy. He overcame it. And then he changed the law that allowed him to overcome it. As, as a reference right. to Greg <laughs> Abbott, like getting his boy got his wheelchair money and then completely rewrote the laws to where no one else could do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that is very much up this dude's alley. Um, so he like, as I said, he is very extreme, even for the Republican party. Um, and the Jezebel article describes him as um, he's co-signing these ideas for a new generation of voters who may be turned off by old white men, but who might embrace these ideas from a fellow millennial. So there's also a lot of other stuff he tells about his background that like makes him a very inspiring story. So um, he says that um, he like before his car accident, he was going to be a Marine. He was like a very successful student athlete and then you know this he was going to go to the naval academy and then tragically he had this accident that that um you know prevented him from attending so it's like it's a very you know heart-wrenching story points yes absolutely yeah. I, um, I have I, i'm like fingers crossed i'm like oh is this story gonna end up with him like getting out the wheelchair <laughs> <laughs> sadly it's that would be so much fun. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. it's not that far. Yeah. Like he's not grifting <laughs> that much, but like, like if this ends like, this ends like a dance battle or something. <laughs> there is like I am saving sort of the most the lightest grift for the end. So there is like a fun sort of final goofy yeah. thing. So we're gonna get through a little bit of dark stuff, but then there'll be then there'll be a, a fun treat at the end. So um I do wanna talk a little bit about like yeah, like why you might have heard of this guy if you've heard of this guy lately. Um, and it is because he um, was like pretty directly involved in the stuff on January 6th at the Capitol. So after like he Trump actually endorsed the person who ran against him in the primary. But once he won the Republican primary in North Carolina, he became like a full on like Republican golden golden boy. Like he was hanging out with Trump and Giuliani. Yeah. And, like all like Josh Hawley, all those people, like they're all kind of of a piece and they all hang out. So he so Madison Cawthorn gave a speech at the Capitol on January 6th. And like before the insurrection, he said um, he said the Democrats with all the fraud they have done in this election, the Republicans hiding and not fighting. They are trying to silence your voice. Make no mistake about it. They do not want you to be heard. Um, he then went on to call his colleagues cowards. Uh, he said the crowd started cheering and he said, this crowd has some fight in it and said they had the voice of lions. Um, he said, there's a new Republican party on the rise that will represent this country that will go and fight in Washington, DC. So like, yeah, that is like how politicians talk, but he's talking to this like unruly mob about contesting election results. Well, and in the weeks before the Capitol insurrection, he gave a bunch of other speeches that were kind of even more explicit. So he, he went to a Turning Point USA event in December. Turning Point USA is like a far right media yeah, company. Yeah. Like it, it, it's particularly kind of geared toward millennials. Like it's a, a lot of younger right wing people. It's all over my YouTube channels. And like, I don't watch Like, I guess I watch a lot of history shit. You know what? That's probably what it is. Yeah. Which is so <laughs> fucked up to think about that. They're like, yeah. Oh, you like American history. Let's yeah. funnel you into this right wing pipeline through. I don't even YouTube. fuck with American history. I, I mean, I like American history, but like my, my, I like, I like like ancient shit. Like I like Sumerians mm. and stuff like that. That, 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 that fascinates me, which even more to the algorithm is like, Oh, this dude's, definitely a nerd like this dude's like yeah. he's, this, dude's, this dude is on the verge of like of inceling out you know it's like, <laughs> that's what it is they're like this guy is not fucking we need to yeah, yeah. feed him it's like bro yeah <laughs> i am here i am here to, to be the voice for dudes who watch uh documentaries on youtube about the neo-syrians and the uh the age of antiquity and also fucks i am here i am your voice <laughs> <laughs> yeah um 
Well, we'll we'll get into there's some ties to ancient Roman stuff with him too, which like if you watch any ancient world stuff, you might be you might be ripe for recruitment for these people. Um, oh, for sure, yeah. Like Rome had some good ideas, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. We'll we'll get into it, but. So at this Turning Point USA event, um, he says, he literally, he uses the words lightly threaten. So he says, call your congressman and feel free. You can lightly threaten them and say, you know what? If you don't start supporting election integrity, I'm coming after you. Madison Cawthorn is coming after you. Everybody's coming after you. He said that. <laughs> what? Lightly threaten, just lightly threaten them. Just a little yeah, right, light yeah. threatening. Like we'll go know. by your house. I don't know. We'll just go by it. Who knows? Who knows what happens? You know. Hey, now we're on your street. You know, like <laughs> just a light threat. That's yeah. It's like I don't want to get too much into the stuff he like his actual political views because I just find them so odious. Like I don't even want to repeat them. Like. You, if if you're listening and you're interested, you can look them up yourself. But it is it's it's your average like as far right as you can be without being an open white supremacist. Like that is, you know, like they're as a great sort of example. Like he is a um you know like well if you really think Black Lives Matter, we got to get fathers into these black homes. You know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Like, oh, God yeah, he's, he's gross. Like, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I do, I I did, I feel like the funniest way to explain it and the most entertaining way to explain sort of like what his deal is. So when he was running for uh, his house seat, um, people found his Instagram. And a few years ago, uh, he visited the Eagle's Nest which is, as a history buff, you may know this, was Adolf Hitler's, like, summer retreat. Like, I am not kidding. I went to, to – Germany has reclaimed it and made it something positive, and they've made it into a, a youth nature camp, and I spent a week there in no fifth grade. Way. And you do, like, climb – but they call it Hildebrand now, and it was, like, a youth camp, and you could, like uh, – you could go – yeah, you could go, and, like, you did this thing, like, the um, – I was the one, the run and dip was like every, the week ended with the run and dip where you had to like run half a mile and then like dive in some cold water. But like the people were real cool and it's all very supportive and positive and you climb walls and it was really cool. Yeah. If it, I was going to say, if that is, I, if, unless I'm blurring my lines historically here, but I believe, because Hildebrand had said it was, it was like Hitler's summer retreat and they did call it the Eagles. It's up on a, it's up on a hill. So if, if there's any German listeners out there or other people who lived in the American military community in Germany, let me know if I'm wrong on that. But yeah, so like he visited the Eagle's Nest and he does not mention the nature camp. He does not mention uh, any of that. <laughs> they never do. They never do. <laughs> you know, nobody his... wants to talk about the nature camp. <laughs> his Instagram caption was, uh, this is what he said about it. Quote, the vacation house of the Fuhrer. Seeing the Eagle's Nest has been on my bucket list for a while. It did not disappoint. <laughs> what? And then, okay, so then he tries to kind of save it by saying, strange to hear so many laughs and share such a good time with my brother, where only 79 years ago, a supreme evil shared laughs and good times with his compatriots, which is like, yeah, why is that on your bucket list, dude? Like, why are you calling him the Fuhrer? Like, this is not great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, you just swear the, the, the father uh, was, you know, was right. this figure. That's... Yeah, man, that's a weird thing. Like, uh, I, I, it's just, you know, classic uh, secretly racist dude that he was getting drunk. Actually, you know, Hitler, you think, but he was actually really smart. You know, he's like, okay, let's, like. Yeah, and again, this reminds me of Succession, because in Succession, the guy Mark Ravenhead, who this guy reminds me of, his whole thing is that he has a dog named after Hitler's dog. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> why did you name your dog that? And he's like, oh, no, it's like spelled a little differently. There's like, I can't remember Hitler's dog's name, but he was like, oh, it's with like two L's. Or something. <laughs> and it's like, dude, that's Hitler's dog. You named your dog after Hitler's dog. Like, come on, man. That's what the Eagle's Nest Instagram photo reminds me of. So for sure. Yeah. yeah like. I feel like that paints enough of a picture of like the type of person we're talking about. And we're going to get some more sort of clues to his perhaps more explicit white nationalist leanings, but just know he's like an a far right extremist. Um, and yeah, he has terrible politics 
And as we are now going to talk about, he is also a total fucking liar. About wait, wait, wait. Like that's why things. we're here, folks. Yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, it's 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 nice to get to to take down somebody who is so fucking odious. Uh, always fun. So, um, again, like his origin story is very important to like his campaign, his political persona. Um this, you know, he, he paints himself as this this promising young man with plans to become a Marine until the 2014 car accident left him partially paralyzed. Uh, one of his campaign ads states, quote, he planned on serving his country in the Navy with a nomination to the U.S. Naval Academy until tragedy struck. So these claims are repeated over and over again that this this is this guy's story. Um, he had been nominated to the Naval Academy by his former boss, Mark Meadows, who is the White House chief of staff under Trump. So he has connections to the Trump, yeah. um, you know, administration. Um, so, you know, it's he has this sort of credential and then, oh, no, this horrible thing happened to him and he, he couldn't, uh, you know, go to the Naval Academy. But it turns out uh, that he while he did apply to the Naval Academy, was rejected and knew that he was rejected when he was in the car. So <laughs> he was never going to go to the Naval Academy. Yeah, man. I, I love how, like, this guy, this guy, this now, like, you know, a uh, house member, I believe, yeah. Um, like, it, it falls scammer guy we did that before. It's like, this had already happened when he knew this. And it's just, it's just funny. Like, it's the same framework for all people who are full of shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's like an easy, it, it's an easy lie. Yeah. Like, I can see, like, I can see why he thought it would sound better to say all of this. Yeah, you know? it's, it's like, yeah, it's like how many people, like, are going to be like, yeah, man, uh, my com- I was doing great in comedy until Rona hit, you know? <laughs> it's totally, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. well, yeah, yeah, you were doing, you were doing some shows. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> right and like and like his his campaign ad doesn't technically lie because like he was nominated to the naval academy by mark meadows who just didn't get in so oh yeah 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 anybody can nominate somebody too yeah right. Okay. like there mark meadows wrote him a letter of recommendation he didn't get in like god, I, yeah god, i would have been fooled by that i'd be like oh no shit well thanks man thanks for your attempted service you know exactly <laughs> thanks for your attempted service <laughs> precisely um it uh it all it also is kind of funny so the reason we know this is because it came from a deposition when uh he sued his auto insurance company and he got he ended up getting three million dollars from them um which is going to come into play later about like how he sort of has money it's it's because he the settlement paid out millions of dollars to him um Uh, it's been like him and fucking like Abbott just like ball, like just like hitting my like, like hitting the club and just balling out with their injury money. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, another big thing is he describes himself as like a successful businessman. Um, he's he's you know this young uh, real estate investor. That's what he says his job is, and. Uh, Thankfully, yeah. this author at Jezebel uh, decided to look into that and looked at his financial disclosure form, which is uh, where you have to list all of the stuff when you're going to run for office about where your money comes from. Yeah. And uh, according to the form Cawthorn submitted, he, as he put it himself, quote, made most of my money on the New York Stock Exchange, uh, which he helpfully characterized as unearned income. Uh, under the section for <laughs> earned income... Which, so that's what you're supposed to do. Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is what is stocks it... are, which is like anything in that category should be taken away from you. Yeah, <laughs> like... yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like the term utter, utter income. Like, yes, and I did nothing to get that. Like... Right, exactly. So basically, like, from what I gather, he put a chunk of his settlement into investments and he, he made, he did well. And yeah. so that's what he put in the unearned income spot um, for earned income, where one would include. Uh, income you made from work, he left it blank. So <laughs> he just put LOL on the yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm rich from fucking auto insurance. Why would I want yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like yeah, you were grievously yeah. injured. Like he deserved that money. You know. I, like, yeah, I just would. I would stand to reason like you probably don't have to look very far um, for for him for a quote from Madison Gawthorne where he's calling people entitled for absolutely. needing things or what. Yeah, yeah. Like I. I'm doing that without looking into it, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's that's easy to find. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, this is I I don't doubt that he is an enemy to quote unquote welfare queens, another group of yeah. people we've already done an episode on as 
well about how that's not a thing. Yeah, that um, exist. Yeah, so, but anyway, yeah, so he, he says he's a real estate uh, investor, but he doesn't list any income from this. Um, he does, according to his records, have an LLC that he incorporated in 2019, like right before oh, he started running. Him um, and my old neighbor both have LLC. You know, like, <laughs> good for you, dog. That's what's up. I have one for my other podcast. They are not that hard to set up. Like, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, not, <laughs> not not serious. Doesn't mean you're a businessman. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you see that tweet where that guy was like, I forget the details of it, but it was basically some dude like, y'all put you on some games. Start an LLC. Claim this on your taxes. Yes. Boom. Instant hustle. <laughs> And everyone's like, enjoy jail. Like, yeah, yeah. you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Boom, instant hustle. Thank me later. <laughs> yeah, it was like, here's how you get 10 grand for free. Decide yeah, your yeah. business. Apply for a business loan. Don't pay anything back. You're good. Yeah. Like, insane. Yeah, man. It's a solid move, though. Try it out, folks. LLC Twitter is wild. It's a yeah. it's a wild place. Maybe maybe Madison Cawthorn took some some pointers from them because <laughs> so he incorporates his llc which is called spqr holdings which uh again if you know about ancient rome stuff spqr is um an ancient roman acronym it stands for senatus populusque romanus which means the senate and the roman people so it's from the time of the roman republic um that's what he named his llc hold on to that fact we are going to come back to it in a second so held he- yeah file that file that shit away <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh cha-ching right there <laughs> it's in it's in cat let's move so spqr holdings has so far only been involved in one real estate transaction uh they bought uh, a foreclosed upon property for twenty thousand dollars in georgia which ironic for several reasons number one Buying a foreclosed upon property for $20,000 does not make you a real estate investor. Uh, <laughs> it makes you a person who bought land. Um, yeah. Number two, real ironic having your fucking property foreclosed upon and then a right wing hotshot buying your house from you. Like, that's. Yeah, yeah. Sucks. <laughs> that fucking oh, sucks. Man. Like, oh, man. Oh, God. It, it was in Georgia. It was in Georgia. I was like, if it's in Georgia, I just hope it wasn't somebody who was like kind of taken in by that they're like well sir you have beaten me at the game that is the economy like right. I, I i hereby recognize your skills of bootstrap leadership you know like and i will make my way to the swamp to live in a box with my family <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real like you you do worry about that because it is like he says like this summer when he was running he he gave a quote to again to turning point usa where he said i think we need more people who put on steel-toed boots every single morning rather than a tie shaping our public policy and it's like all you did was buy from someone yeah. who couldn't afford their mortgage <laughs> yeah yeah like you if anything yeah you you made them possibly one generation farther away from having one of their descendants shaping public policy right you know, like, like yeah you're forcing other people to not wear a tie also like you don't wear steel-toed boots like yeah yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. Nobody's... doing any work like, oh, God. you're that, just that, buying that's the... stuff yeah, man, that's, that's, that that part bugs this shit out of me about like with with like uh like with the right politicians like the well we're tough guys and stuff and it's like I don't know I just remember like I've worked construction and it's just like dude like you guys would fucking crumble out there dog no? like I just right. I don't know it's just very funny to me when they try to like adopt that like parlance and just be like oh yeah these these are the people I work for and it's just like dude you've never even been out here you don't know what this is unless you maybe like swung by a lot that your dad was working on with his company to borrow 30 bucks when you were a kid or whatever like, <laughs> I, like you you haven't seen the goings on of like a real ass job like right and like like he said he made all of his money in the stock market like he is not yeah. a, a that is that is the tone. home of ties yes exactly yeah. and yeah. To be fair, people people on both sides, like both the right wing and the left wing, are weird about this and like have people sort of pretending to be sort of more quote unquote salt of the earth. Like, oh, of course, yeah. you know, like people on both sides like fetishize laborers and farmers in a way that like doesn't actually help laborers and farmers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but yeah, this guy especially when he wants to enact all of these things that like actually hurt working class people is like very offensive. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and like I just know like like friends I got from back home who just like I don't know it's like that guy on Twitter who was like I'd rather have the the, the check for six hundred I guess I'm just built different like that's a real ass type of dude that's like not short in supply out there and like, I have so many friends like that who are just like you know like I 
you know, just basically like, oh, well, you know, policies that, you know, let people hustle and work harder and, you know, get money off of others. Like, that's good because if you work hard, then you'll get it. And it's like, do you understand? Like, that's, you're not, you're not the one benefiting from this. It's, it's, it's hurting you. I don't know. It's, uh, it's frustrating. I feel like our country's entire national policy basically decided to do what we've seen a bunch of open mic comics do where they're like, I'm going to live in my car because that's going to make me work even harder. Like, I'm not going to get a day job because like there is no alternative. I have to make it. And it's like, how many times have we seen people fucking crash and burn doing that? And that is our entire national economic policy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We are a country that is living in its car. (laughs) Yo, for sure. Yeah, man, that's spot on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so this sucks. Like, he doesn't really have any fucking real estate investments or whatever. Um, But now I want to, again, come back to that SPQR, which, again, is, like, it's it's a thing. Like, it's been – that is a known um, acronym, but it has recently found purchase among white nationalists. So, like, that is arguably kind of a white nationalist watchword. Um, again, it's not like proof of anything, but it is like somebody with these type of far, far right politics naming something SPQR. It's like that is at least worth him clarifying. And he is oh, obviously yeah, of not. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a, an expert talked to this writer, Jezebel, and said SPQR had, quote, been adapted as a symbol by many white nationalists who falsely glorify the ancient Roman Empire much as they view the present-day U.S. as a proud white civilization that collapsed due to multiculturalism and immigration of non-white foreigners um, and has been used to, quote, assert a similarly specious equivalence between an idealized Greco-Roman past and contemporary Western civilization, which they view as under attack by sinister forces of progressivism. So, first of all, like, you know about history. You know that all of that yeah. is a total myth and not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that does not describe the Roman Empire. That does not describe Western civilization's origins. Like, that is, it's yeah, just no. totally wrong. But it is something that... Also, like, yeah, yeah it's like, if you want to go back to then, I always just hark back. You want to go back to then? So, yeah, have fucking lice, you idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah. just, like, <laughs> oh, believe it or not, maybe those guys didn't have everything figured out, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very weird. Also, like, the main thing most people know about that civilization is that they loved having gay sex. So, like, it's a weird thing. To, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird thing for far-right, like, traditionalist yeah. people to be into. That's what they're working towards. They just, they get you in there. They get you celebrating, like, you know, the cultural purity of the Roman Empire. Next thing you know, you're doing poppers. Yep. And, you know, like, you got one button on your shirt done and that's it. You know, like, and that's, that's, that's how they get you in. It is. It's, it's a gateway drug. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is like, this just to me, like realizing this about SPQR, it's like, oh, that's why like all of these freaks on Twitter have like statue avatars, you know, like yeah. it's the same, it's yeah, the same it's sort of idealization of, of ancient Rome. Yeah, it's the uh, like the it reject modernity, embrace tradition, guys. Yeah, so like that is very suspicious. There's some other stuff in the article that points to him having this sort of far right iconography around him, but you can read the article. I'm I'm not going to get into it because um, I think the SBQR one is sort of the strongest piece yeah. of evidence. Um, but yeah, so now I'm going to talk about uh, his brief uh, stint in college, which he he doesn't really talk about. Um, in his campaign materials or like he's sort of left out of his origin story myth because his whole thing is like I was gonna go into the Naval Academy and then I um, you know I I had this horrible accident Um, he he does sort of tout the fact that he's a college dropout as again being sort of like authentic salt of the earth like I don't need a college education to like help my country or whatever which like I don't really have a problem with if you're not a psycho, <laughs> like yeah, if yeah, if you're not also like a, like a complete like also a millionaire, and I don't know, it's just like right. It, it, it always feels when people have those like I don't know, like a, like college dropout again, yeah, salt of the earth type things. It it always feels a lot of the people who are who are touting that are are, are in a situation where they're allowed to look at it as a novelty or yeah. something interesting about them. Whereas then there's much larger swaths of the world where like not having access to these things or not maybe you know going to this institution before you were like really able like to uh, adapt and like survive in it and dropped out because you know you didn't have the resources to survive or whatever sure. the case may be. Like that's like 
can be like a death knell for a lot of people's plans and they have yeah. to regroup and rethink their entire lives and live places that they'd rather not live. And yeah, it's just, it's like, it's fun when he can pull it out and be like, yeah, man, I dropped out of college and I'm, I just came up with my bootstraps. And it's like, yeah, that's, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's certainly like co-opting in a way that's just kind of like nauseating. Yeah. I mean, it is like, um, you know, a bit, lots of the, lots of like the smartest people I know didn't go to college. Like it's not an indicator of intelligence or of like ability, but it is, a massive privilege to have a college degree your life is going to be a lot easier if you do and it's not like yeah I mean think about the people who sort of fetishize being a college dropout that we've talked about it's like Elizabeth Holmes and people like that like yeah it's like I'm a maverick you know and like yeah you get to be a maverick when you already have money and resources. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like people talk about like like Elon spending like, you know, he slept on couches for a year while I got this shit to it's like, yeah. Like, do you know how I have like how much easier it is to sleep on couches for a year when you know that like you're good and everything else like everything else yeah. is gonna get taken care of i yeah. i try to talk about this like i don't know sometimes people yell at me on twitter when i've like brought this up because i you know i get it but like i like when i went into comedy like i don't think i would have pursued comedy as hard if i didn't know that like i could move back in with my parents and not put a huge financial strain on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Just having that safety net of that, like where I would never, you know, like I have, I've had yeah. minimum wage jobs and stuff, but like, I would never, and you know, I've never made more than like 35 grand in a year, but like, I, I don't really consider myself like a working class person because I have this like safety net that I know yeah. I can fall back on that. Like most people making $35,000 a year don't have. And it's like, yeah. it is a totally different situation. And I think it's like, not, I think it's like very important to be transparent about that. Cause it's like, it yeah. isn't the same thing. Like Elon Musk yeah. sleeping on couches is not the same thing. He yeah. could, his dad owned an emerald mine. Like he would have been yeah. fine. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Dude, yeah that, that emerald mine. It's crazy. How many people, at least the people that I know, who are like ardent defenders of all things Musk don't know that emerald mine fact. They're like he he what now? He wait it's oh so cartoony yeah. that it's a fucking emerald mine. Like of all yeah, things, yeah, yeah. it's so yeah, funny. Yeah. Like it could just be enough that it's like oh he was a white guy who had money in in pre apartheid yeah. South Africa. He's an asshole, but it's like he literally owned an emerald mine. Yeah, an emerald mine. Yeah, like even just getting the fact that it's like cartoonishly extravagant, like emeralds. It's also just like you did you take one look into the history of like resource uh, extraction in Africa in the African it's it's not the same and so like Cawthorn yeah talking about how he's a college dropout when he has yeah. three million dollars in investments is like it's not the same it's not the same yeah it's not, I, I remember I was sleeping on Josh Staub's couch for like two weeks while I was looking for a place in Austin and I uh I had to look for a job started at work and take the bus to Cap City to do my first time hosting there or like my second night mm -hmm. and I I, I couldn't make it. My schedule melted down and I missed my hosting with Cap. It didn't go very well. And that was just like d the direct result of sleeping on a couch and having no home base. Like, yeah, it, it, it yeah. fucks up everything. God, I remember taking those buses to Cap City and how like, yeah, if you don't time it right, you're just fucked. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just, yes. Woo, free, yeah, yeah, free Uber and Lyft. Austin was such a tough place to get around. It <laughs> like, really was. It we're really getting was. way off track, but man, yeah, that taking that bus all the way up north to that North Lamar Transit Center and walking under that shitty overpass. <laughs> yeah. and being like, you have to walk through the most depressing, like, path to get from the bus yeah. to that city and then yeah. go make people laugh and you're just yeah. like i just walked by like 30 dead birds like i'm so yeah. sad no nobody oh yeah nobody nobody's owning any friggin emerald mines over there <laughs> like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. real rough yeah <laughs> but anyway so cawthorn he did go to college for about a year um or i guess one semester he was there for one semester um this was like right after his accident and uh he went to a school called patrick henry college in virginia hell yeah which is what <laughs> why hell yeah just because it's your name just because it's my first name yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah not necessarily uh you know one way or the other about patrick henry but you know, like... <laughs> well i think you're probably gonna become one way or the other about it when i tell you a little about it so it's a it's a very small, about 300 students, uh, conservative university that is described, I don't know by who, but the article says it's described as God's Harvard, which is really funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, God's Harvard. So, it's, it's, yeah, if God had to go to Harvard, that's funny. <laughs> 
So um, the article I, I read says that uh, it operates as a sort of feeder school for people who want to enter right wing politics. So it's again this like oh wow very conservative uh, hotbed of like you know young Republicans. Yeah. It's just like Nazi Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the vibe I think. <laughs> Any fucking uh, Chris Christie shows up at your house to like give you an owl or whatever. I didn't read the books. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Chris Christie is Hagrid makes sense. I think that's right. Yeah, As someone yeah, who yeah, read yeah. the books, I think that's right. <laughs> um, so he, in the same deposition with this auto insurance company, he talked a little bit about his semester there. Um, and he says that he, uh, he, he ended up dropping out because he was having trouble um, – adjusting after his injuries and uh he his first fiance so he was he's engaged to this fitness influencer now um but back when he was in college he was engaged to another woman and he says that um she quote ran off with his best friend uh during his first semester at at patrick henry Um, (laughs) why do you have to to say like that she she ran off with your best friend i know right I just had this accident, and she's running off. She's running off. She, they, they went. It was hurdles, and she was jumping, her and she just took off out of my life. Also, that Instagram influencer, that is a revenge engagement, if I've ever seen one. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, yeah, so that's what he said, but then, like, they get his transcripts, and it's like, he got, like, Ds and Fs. Like, he sucked at school. <laughs> which, which, again, like, he just had this horrible accident, so... Yeah, you know, and, you're, and your buddy's banging your girl, you know? Like, I can, and your I buddy's can see banging the your girl. Although, yeah. there is no other sort of documentation about the buddy banging the girl. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That just sounds like some shit. And... And we'll get we'll see like one of the things that comes out about his time at Patrick Henry, which like really I think throws that into makes me skeptical. But who knows? But anyway, so he sucked at school and then he left, um, and that was kind of that. Then uh, when he started running for the house seat, um, a bunch of people, a bunch of his classmates at the time, his former classmates at Patrick Henry, wrote a public letter. Um, about him sort of condemning him and saying that they didn't want him representing the school. And again, this is a school of, of 300 people at a time, 150 yeah. of his classmates signed this letter. So Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's I was gonna say, were like, what were their like their specific complaint? Was he like, Oh was yeah. He too, too far right for them. Like, Oh no, I'm going to get into it. Okay. He is a rapist basically. Like oh, he would, uh, he was literally there for a semester and half the people at the school signed this letter. Like yeah. he apparently he was known at this school for he would um ask uh, female students to join him for joy rides. He had a Dodge Challenger and he would be like, "Come, let's go mudding or whatever." Yeah. And then he would drive these women to secluded areas, lock the doors, and make, quote, unwanted sexual advances. And he did this to multiple people um, that, like, he literally, like, he ran for Senate at the school and didn't win because he had this reputation of being a creep. Um, There were a few women who went on the record with this, and they said, like, this wasn't an isolated incidence of an opportunist. It is a pattern of predatory behavior. People say that he's in a wheelchair and ask, how could this be? But when you're in a car with him and he locks the door, there's no escape. Yeah, yeah. So, like, horrible shit. And the fact, again, this is a far-right conservative college. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, and these people are like, this guy is a Yeah, they're, they're, they're cranking out those students that, like, I don't know, like, like it's that Harlan guy who looks like a little nerdy owl with glasses. Like, they're cranking out guys like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who, yeah. Despite they're just, they're, they're just beta male like 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 all like traits they'll go on 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 the record as being like well uh you need to have a due process when a man is accused of sexual assault like they'll 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 argue that to its gross conclusion and here they are being like no no bones about it this guy's this guy is a sexual predator exactly like this is not a this is not like a hashtag believe women society and these people are still like yeah this guy cannot be elected to a public office <laughs> like i just think that is so yeah, striking man. and the fact that so many people signed this letter like that is <laughs> yeah crazy there's another um a- allegation they make in this letter that i think it's way less bad but it i think it is like very illustrative of this guy's character so 
what they say is um, they reference this speech, which I guess it was recorded. So I guess they had a link to the recording. Um, he gave this speech um, in January 2017, midway through his freshman year. Um, at, at the college chapel, they do these things called testimonies where um, s- people, students or guests will testify about how their religious faith assisted them in overcoming a life challenge. Yeah, so, church camp church camp 101 right there. Totally. <laughs> and like, obviously, he's been through this like in- in- terrible, tragic accident, and he's going to talk about how his faith, you know, helped him get yeah. through it. The dude um, at my church camp had no arms and no legs, and he like snowboarded and like rock climbed and all sorts of wild shit. Like, well, he rock climbed. <laughs> yeah, I, I swear. I mean, I don't know. It was just. I mean, what, where do you draw the line between rock climbing and then rappelling a guy up and kind of bouncing him against the side of the cliff? But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm just glad he got on the rope. But like, you know, that's just. Yeah, no. Yeah, he was doing. He did all sorts of wild, cool shit. He was like the most like the most well-adjusted, confident, bright, like happy person. And, uh, ah, here I am over here grabbing things off the top shelf and walking all over the place. And I fucking hate everything. So (laughs) (laughs) right. have you ever seen the movie young adult? No, it's, it's great. It's one of my favorite movies, but there's, um, Pat Oswalt's in it and he plays, um, a, a, a character with like a mobility, problem um he has to wear he has like those arm crutch things like the, yeah yeah so, oh i have seen that with Charlize theron and she's the yes. author and she goes yes yeah yeah that's a good yeah that's a really good movie i love it but there's a scene in uh there pat Oswalt and Charlize theron are sitting in a bar and uh this guy comes up in a wheelchair and pat Oswalt's like oh it's the most positive cripple in town <laughs> and I hate this guy and he's just like yo just like living life working hard playing hard and pat Oswalt's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah that was like that was a wild ass role from Charlize Theron too that was that was a good movie I liked it yeah highly recommend one of my favorites um but anyway so Madison Cawthorn is giving this talk at this at this chapel and he's talking about this horrible accident that he was in where um so basically he was in a car it crashed into a highway barrier at 70 miles an hour um the drive uh Madison was in the passenger seat the driver ends up um relatively unharmed from what I can tell. Yeah. So the, the, pa- the saying, driver, if, oh, if he was driving, he's like, here, I, he's like, the accident happened. He was like, so I'm taking this chick out to the woods to show her this wake yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he's talking about what, what happened and he's talking about his close relationship with the driver of the car. Um, who's this guy named Brad Ledford? And he said that Brad Brad, was like, Brad Ledfoot. Sorry, I'm done. I'm <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so uh, Brad, he's like Brad is my best friend. Uh, you know, I, I he was like a brother to me. And then we were in this horrible accident, and uh, we Ledford climbed out of the car and ran into the woods while Cawthorn was trapped. That's what he says. He says that he was saved by a bystander. Um, and that his friend like freaked out and, and abandoned him. And, you know, the people are like, this is, that's horrible. Like they have yeah. so much sympathy for him. Um, however, this story is totally contradicted by um, news reports after the crash. Ledford did save him. He didn't run away from the car, even though it was on fire. <laughs> he pulled his friend from the car. And like, yes. there's quotes from from Cawthorn's father saying like Brad saved Madison's life. Like, he is the reason. <laughs> oh man, I was just Brad just like called him one day. Hey man, um, saw the news story. I'll <laughs> just call me back. There's some details that seemed a little strange. You know? Yeah. So basically, the point I'm trying to get across here is that this guy was willing to just totally slander his yeah. best friend who saved his life to try to tell this story better. And like this poor guy, he probably feels terrible about injuring his best friend. And now this asshole is just slandering him. That's why he's like, Brad starts taking off towards the woods. I guess he had to meet a girl on a lake or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So my point with this story is that this guy is just a total faker. In addition to being a sexual predator and uh, this is like as dark as everything gets. It's now I have like a funny story to tell you, which is about uh, Madison's alleged Paralympic training. <laughs> so, um, as we've discussed, he is uh, about to marry this Instagram fitness influencer. He's a very buff, 
guy. Um, he's in really good shape. And while he's campaigning for this house seat, he is periodically making Instagram posts about how he is training for the Paralympic Games. He posts a lot of pictures of himself, like lifting weights and, and in a racing wheelchair and stuff like that. So he says that he is training for the 2020 Paralympic Games. Um, he intends to compete in the 400 meter dash. However, <laughs> uh, some journalists talked to some actual Paralympians who uh, had a lot of extremely funny quotes about this. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, um, one of them, they, they interviewed this woman, Amanda McGrory, who's a three-time Paralympian. Um, she's a track and field competitor. And she said, um, technically, he could be training for the Paralympic Games. Quote, it's like a kid saying they want to play in the NBA when they're on their fourth grade basketball team. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not holding back. Cawthorn is like going on all of these sort of inspirational podcasts and stuff to talk about his his uh, campaign and also about his Paralympic uh, opportunities. And he says, like, I had the opportunity for the Paralympics and track and field like he that is literally the the words he uses. And uh, that's not a that he did not like qualifying for the Paralympics is. A, a long complicated extensive process <laughs> like yeah I, it's so funny because like we're gonna get into some of the specifics but it's like he clearly was just like yeah I'm probably one of the strongest wheelchair guys <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> without doing any research or, like just oh like, and again like clearly sort of like we were saying about um greg abbott like clearly sort of not in communication with the disabled community because like yeah. if he was if he knew other disabled athletes he would know about all of this stuff but he clearly doesn't you know <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted to get into like wheelchair sports like, they were all team games and i don't really want to hang out with those guys so i got into wheelchair <laughs> tennis you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so like he you have to qualify like he did any qualifying races um he was just he, like yeah he was just like like i'm me plus wheelchair equals definitely better than that guy so like that's right man wow great dude and, like they interview this guy robert kozarek who's a who's an elite wheelchair marathoner and he says like if he were actually a serious competitor like i would have met him the community is really small there's probably 50 of us in the whole country and we see each other four or five times a year and yeah. like i don't know a ton about this world but i do i briefly dated a guy who was a um a paralympic rock climber and oh, he, yeah. he had like um uh, he was missing one of his legs below his knee and it's like yeah it's a super tight-knit community of people like he he lost his leg pretty recently and only started rock climbing after he lost his leg and he yeah. already like knew every single person who does paralympic rock climbing like yeah man that's what man what an asshole for just like trying to co-opt like of all groups man like you know, like I get, I get offended when people say that they're a comic and they, they, they like, no, you're not, because I, I would have heard of you. Like, you know, what I'm saying if you're a comic right. here in town, like, yeah, like I get offended at that, but at the, you know, we're just like, we're just nocturnal shitheads who just tell jokes at bars. Like, like it's not like a, I don't know, like I mean, I, I love my comedy community, but it's like these dudes, like, we're working for something and overcoming something, and you just co-opted their shit with like, oh, oh man, come on, dude. Yeah, it's so crazy. And like he would just put stuff on Instagram like he just uses the hashtag hashtag qualifiers. And it's like you were <laughs> at the qualifiers, man. Oh man. It's, Dude, I... it's funny because like some of the Paralympians they interview admit to the fact that like his posts were like a joke among them. Like they would oh, send them yeah. <laughs> like they were in the group text. Like we absolutely do that to fraud comics all the time where it's like yeah, check yeah, out what this asshole is yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 look what they're saying. Yeah. This yeah, guy comic. was this guy was absolutely the joke of the Paralympian community. <laughs> oh, that's so, so that's so funny. I'm just thinking of like so many parallels. Like, uh, who you know, I don't want to name names, but just people like who I've definitely just dunked on in the group chat. <laughs> like, yo, look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, look at this clown. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, check it out. Look, he's headlining something. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, um, and this is, I think, a very fair point. Like, uh, multiple athletes interviewed expressed frustration, not just with Cawthorn, but with the general ignorance about 
uh, disability and athletics. If Cawthorn had claimed to be preparing for the 400 meters in the Summer Olympics, the press would have ridiculed him. But no one in the media questioned his claims of training for the Paralympics. So, again, like people just sort of bought the same ableist assumption that he was buying into that like oh i'm strong and i'm in a wheelchair i'm probably a paralympian like, <laughs> like there's just some like talent scout he's gonna come home like look like nick fury's ass be like hey we've been keeping it we've had an eye on you madison Cawthorn. yeah I, I go i always keep a lookout for strong guys in wheelchairs and like, right. <laughs> it's just so absurd and offensive yeah. and like yeah it just i think really speaks to his kind of cynicism about his identity like you said like he's not it's not like he's interested in making any disabled people's lives better like he's just interested in wielding power and apparently enabling a bunch of far-right extremists to storm the capitol and kill his uh co-workers so yeah yeah, so basically that's kind of where the story ends um so essentially like nothing about this guy is true except that he was in a really horrible car accident and uh, I guess he is like pretty buff. Like those things are yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's like probably a rapist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> probably uh, a white nationalist. Yeah. Uh, not a real estate magnate. Uh, wasn't gonna be a marine. Just just yeah. a total liar. So damn yo, that's man. It's so crazy. Like just like I don't know. I feel like politics like should be boring like i don't like i don't really feel you need you need like a, a like a, a stirring backstory or anything like i don't know like it you know and of course what they do to combat that is like you know oh well people have been here a long time like they they suck which i get that but i don't know it's like if you want to get into politics like i if you gotta feel like you gotta craft this backstory or whatever i don't know it's like well what are you are you smart like can you do anything are you capable and it's just like that seems to just come second place to like if you have this wild ass story and they can just use you as a blank slate to just write an ideal on and slap it on in a, in a package and send you out there and get the votes it's yeah. uh it's disheartening it's really disheartening i mean it is like that's kind of the paradox of politics and it's why i don't like you know even even people like aoc or whatever like i like her i think she's good at her job but it's like i can't fully trust someone who wants to wield that power like i yeah. just can't fully because like the people you want doing that job would never run for those positions yeah. you want we, we, a boring unglamorous legislator yeah. you want a civil that, servant and those man. people don't go into politics that's why and if I they do I, they I, don't win yeah, that's why I had eyes for my man Bernie, dude. He was just like yeah. you could tell he was just there because he, he wanted. I, I don't want to get all like pro anybody here, but like, yeah, he was just there because he wanted to do the job. And it's like you you look at his backstory, like he doesn't he doesn't lie about anything. He just you know did the job for years and wanted to help people. It's when you start to see people that that rely on the backstory where it's like, well, if you feel like you have to lie to get this job, and like that's that's an even bigger disqualifier aside from wanting to get in the first fucking place. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, it's 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 so weird. It just feels like the, the further we go, that's going to become more and more the norm. Like, yeah. and also, if you're going to give me a, an inspiring backstory, an inspiring backstory to me is I was a bartender and now I'm a now I'm a, a politician. That's the kind of inspiration I want. I don't want like, yeah, I'm a self-made millionaire and I, I, right. I I'm, I'm a Paralympian champion. My wife, she's hot as shit. You seen her? Like, it's just I don't know, man. Right. I, I, well, it's again like it's the same thing. They use it against AOC and they they used it against Bernie of like Bernie had a bunch of kind of shitty jobs before he became a politician. And it's yeah. like, that's <laughs> that's who I want representing me is somebody who's worked shitty jobs. Like Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's who I want. I don't want somebody who is making all of their money from the stock market or like yeah. yeah, or real estate. Like even if he was successful at real estate, I don't want somebody who's successful at real estate, real estate. <laughs> being my politician. Like the yeah. guy, the city council member that I'm campaigning for right now is a tenant activist. And like his whole thing is like, I am not taking any money from anybody in real estate. Like yeah, no yeah, one wants that's... those people representing us. They suck. Like, yeah. it, it, it is the new, like, like, no, no shade to like used car dealers, but it, like, I feel like that's like the new. I don't say sleazy. I have friends that are used car dealers, but like that's like it has like that 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 new profession. It has such a sleaze over it, just like a film of just disgust. Where it's yeah, like, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like it's like with used car dealers, where it's it's not that like everyone in those positions is an asshole or is exploitative, but they're jobs that allow you to exploit people if yeah. you have no morals. Yeah, ex- exactly. And, and like, you know, I don't know, man. like I, I saw I, I retweeted this thing, this guy the other day and he had uh, 
retweeted some kind of like reaction meme as the dude from New Girl, and he's like with his his hot wife, and he's like making this like laughing kind of like cocky face at the camera, and the guy said huh, that face when you pitch the flip game to your waiter. And he says it sounds like a scam. And I just had to retweet it because I was like, hey, yeah, it does sound like a scam. Because anybody who talks to their server, by the way, not their waiter, anybody who talks to their server about fucking, uh, about the real estate market, like, is probably full of shit. It's a scammer, fact, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The fact who's that, pitching <laughs> random acquaintances yeah. on their business is a scammer. Like, yeah, yeah. Or they're being the flip scammed. Game. Yeah, 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 exactly. And he called it he called it pitching the flip game, which I'm like, yeah, yeah. that that in and of itself. Like <laughs> it's just yeah. Oh man, so um worth it? Uh, for society, no. For Madison Cawthorn, apparently, yeah, it was right. worth it. Like, yeah, if you're the Antichrist, it's worth it. Like yeah, if yeah. you if you are a, a fascist white nationalist, like, yeah, this is a good way to go. I mean, all of the stuff pretty much, except for I think the Paralympian thing, which which came out more recently, all of the stuff was being reported on when he was running and he still won. And he's yeah. still like in sort of the upper echelons of the f- Republican far right. So like, yeah, none of this shit hurt him. So yeah. and, I mean, and if it, you want to do this, it's it's worth it. Yeah. And it's like they, they have this built in like this um uh this ideal or this like uh, this ideology back channel they created like in the during the Trump campaign where everybody was like well he lied about this he lied about this and it was like everybody fucking lies like that's when that came out and yeah. that got embraced like yeah they all the politicians are lying so it's like they just created the like the kill switch you know the ejection seat for when that comes up it's like well he lied about all this and it's just you know like like they've just ingrained it in the public I don't give a shit everybody lies I just like a guy that's up there is gonna be mean to the people I hate right that's what it is it's you're gonna punish the people I don't like that's yeah it's fucking um, grim, man. It's yeah. It's really grim. I really hope that uh, this guy does not win re-election um, because I I can't imagine him facing any consequences in the House. Although, who yeah. knows? I mean, there's like there's him. There's Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's like the QAnon. Oh god, yeah, that- <laughs> Like, there's a bunch of these psychos, and yeah. we need to fucking get them out. I mean. I'm yeah, assuming if you swamp. listen to this, that's the swamp. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like assuming that. if you listen to this, like, you don't, you didn't vote for these people. But, like, if you live anywhere where you have someone like this representing you, like, figure out how to get involved because you, you got to get these people out. They're, yeah. It is, Dude, it is another level of horrific. Because well, what they're finding out is, like, like, they saw how far Trump moved the goalpost. And they, they, they see they saw the market for that. And it's like all I can think of now, it's like America's we don't ever go backwards in our culture. Like we always build upon I mean that you know, I mean in a I mean sometimes we regress, but we always build upon things. It's like Avengers five, you know, like it always has to come out with more. So the people that are gonna be re- catering to the Trump crowd, now that Trump's not there, are gonna be these cartoonish fucking uh Captain Planet villains. Like that's yeah. who that's who they're gonna start cranking out, and they're just gonna be trying to outdo each other and outperform the last person, and it's gonna get more and more bizarre and um yeah i don't know i don't like it so that's it's (laughs) very scary and it is like it's frustrating because it's like if you are dissatisfied with the establishment the right has an option for you and the left doesn't i mean the democrats don't have an anti-establishment option that they respect and that's like very dangerous i think damn you know i i i never i've I've always thought i never quite put that in words that's that i'm sure that's that's very well put wow yeah i mean like there are some like there's the squad and there's cory bush and you know like there are really promising young um like more sort of further left politicians but they just don't get the shine that like a madison cawthorn does and that really worries yeah me. and they don't have the the access to the to the establishment like they don't yes. have the establishment's ear like the way he exactly. does like madison cawthorn hanging out with trump like yeah the, the squad has a very ambivalent relationship with like nancy pelosi you know and that yeah that's that's worrying so fucking i don't know man i'm i'm scared get get involved if you can i guess (laughs) we gotta be yeah man we gotta do something bro all right well guys uh thank you for tuning in and uh and you know getting depressed with us but no that was that was a great story kath thank you for teaching me about madison cawthorn um i will be definitely on the lookout for that guy now um yeah, guys, thanks for listening. If you want to follow us on Patreon, we do one free episode a month. And we also have our Patreon, which is uh, 
patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. And you can go sign up there and you get two free episodes a month, or two more episodes a month. I'm sorry, not free, but yeah, you get two more episodes a month. And we're very cl- uh, closely closing in on our goal of um, of $1,000 a month. And once we hit that, we are going to be doing one more free episode a month. So it'll be four episodes a month, uh, another one free for the public. So I don't know. That's kind of a way of paying it forward, I guess, you know? And- yeah. So if you sign up for a Patreon, you not only get access to like 40 back bonus episodes you'll get two new ones a month and you'll be bringing more content to everyone eventually yeah so yeah we would so, really appreciate it yeah we'd really appreciate it guys but uh yeah thanks for tuning in you guys can find us uh, I, i'm on twitter i I've, I've almost successfully stepped away from facebook i haven't checked it in like two weeks but I was, don't look for me on there but like, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm on twitter it's at pztx and uh, that's where you can find me, and we're on we're on Twitter with the podcast at LCS Podcast. Yes, yeah, that's it. Yep. And uh, yeah, guys, well, thanks for tuning in, Kathy. Got anything you want to throw out there? Um, I have another podcast called What a Time to Be Alive that comes out every week, so you can check that out. We have a Patreon as well. Uh, I'm Kath Barbadoro on social media. Uh, I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, Take care, be easy, be safe, and above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. Bye. Bye.